This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Attention, BetMGM customers. Have a friend who loves sports as much as you do? Here's a chance for both of you to earn a $50 bonus when they sign up through BetMGM's Refer-A-Friend program. Just sign into your BetMGM account and click on the Refer-A-Friend program to send your friend a message inviting them to register a new account in the same state you use BetMGM in. Once your friend signs up and makes a deposit, they'll receive a $50 bonus. And once your friend places a bet with their bonus and the wager is settled, you'll receive a $50 bonus as well. Share the excitement and get a $50 bonus every time you refer a friend to BetMGM. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Ohio only. New and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire in 30 days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Introducing Guinness Nitro Cold Brew Coffee Beer. Blending the smooth, creamy nitro taste of Guinness with hints of coffee, chocolate, and caramel. Guinness Nitro Cold Brew Coffee Beer, your new favorite part of the day. Look for it where Guinness is sold. Must be 21 and over to purchase. Please enjoy responsibly. Diageo Beer Company, New York, New York. For the ones who get going when the going gets tough. And the ones who know we're tougher together. For the pathfinders breaking new ground. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as fast access to experts and 24-7 customer support. Because we know you have people depending on you. So you can always depend on us. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I'm here today with Ed Lupp. Uh, a lot of you know him, no doubt, from on, uh, online as at Vengeance on uh, Twitter. But Ed, how you doing today? I'm doing great, man. Thank you. Had a lot of pleasure uh, uh, watching in a virtual way the second day of the draft with you. Ravens had an exciting second day, of course, with five picks, one in the second and four more in the third. It was certainly a lot of fun to have, what, what do we have, about 20, 25 people online watching the draft together. Uh, some people who really knew college football very effectively and, and uh, a lot of fun to talk to you folks and uh, and get your opinions on the players who are being drafted and who are still available as they want. I think it was a good format to do it. And we need to do that again. That was a good crowd, good group, um, a lot of engaged discussion on there. Um, so bring it up again next year, man. All right. I think I think we will do that for day two probably again. Um, anyway, Ed, one thing that came out of the draft, we had a lot of talk about the draft tech board and you know the Jimmy Johnson um, uh, trade chart. And very predictably, most trades are still done based on that Jimmy Char- Johnson chart, even though a lot of people think that chart is outdated. So you did a little project after the draft I want you to tell us about related to Jimmy Johnson uh, chart that I thought was just fascinating. Tell us about it. 
Certainly. So effectively what I did was I assessed each team, each team's picks against that trade chart and their value. And then the ranking system relative to the draft networks, overall big board and Mel Kuyper's big board. So the idea is that you take a player from the big board and where they're ranked and then count it against to where they were picked and see what the difference is, if any, whether the pick was more beneficial to them or it might have cost them a few because they weren't ranked quite as high. Okay, I'm going to try and restate that because you went through that really quickly, but I'll ask it in the form of a question. So am I correct in saying that you take the value, sorry, the the draft network is what you're using as your basis for the quote-unquote correct valuation of players? Okay, that is a big concern here is like, do you have an accurate, correct valuation of players? But you're taking the draft network and you're saying the draft network said they should be drafted number number 15, let's say for Queen. I don't know what his exact number is, but it might have been around there. And then uh, took looked at the Jimmy Johnson points that are associated with the 15th pick. And you said that's and let's take a look at the draft tech board right now. So we're using a real number right now. It's just the Jimmy Johnson chart. It's not the draft tech board, but the 15th pick overall in the draft. Uh, should be 1,050 points. So that's effectively the value the Ravens got out of the 28th pick if Queen was 15th. By the way, what was Queen? So we just are working with a real number here. Patrick Queen was ranked 28th, uh, as in selected 28th. Mm-hmm. So the selection itself is 660 points. And then if we go over to where they literally had him, I believe they had him ranked at 21 or 22. Okay, I'd like to get that correct before we start here because we want to give sure. people an he example. He was ranked 21 overall by Draft Network. Okay, so Draft Network, we start with the Draft Network because that's the thing we're subtracting from. So the Ravens got the 21st available player who's worth 800 points according to the Draft Network. They expended 660 on him, which is the value of the 28th pick in JJ points. So the value of that pick in terms of pickup for pickup in value for the Ravens is 140, 800 minus 660, correct? That is 100% correct. Okay. And then you went through and you did this for every player, all 10 players the Ravens drafted, and and aggregated that difference. Tell us maybe pick by pick, however you want to continue with this, how what, what results you got and what that looked like. So I'll start by giving you this. Um, if those of you that have ESPN slash Insider, I might even spoil this, but the Ravens were given a draft grade by Mel Kuyper as an A. And I wanted to put some context to this. So we'll start with pick number one, obviously, Patrick Queen. And we got we got a positive return on this draft pick. So again, Patrick Queen was selected 28th overall, but his ranking was better than the pick itself. So that was a positive return. The next pick was J.K. Dobbins. And this is where things gets really interesting. So Dobbins was picked at 55, but his draft network rating was 18th overall. So the cost, according to the Jimmy Johnson trade chart, for that pick itself was only 350 points. But his worth by the actual ranking was 900. By the draft network ranking, not the actual ranking. That's okay. right, not yeah. the actual ranking. That's the key. So according to the draft network, you would call this pick either really good value or some might use the term steal if they were on live television. The plus 550 is the point value you're associating with the Dobbins pick. Yes. And and by the way, I'll, I'll say this. There's a lot of variation in people of where they value Dobbins. And some some systems do have him lower than 55th. 
not oh, only yeah. lower, lower than 18th. I think 18th is the highest I saw in them anywhere uh, in terms be. of that. So, okay. So anyway, that's that's good. So keep going with the, the players. Okay. And then next up is Justin Matabuki. And we picked him at 71 overall. And then he was ranked actually on Draft Network's board at 38. I was kind of surprised by that. The pick itself only cost 235 points. But according to where he is, again, ranked by the big board, we actually netted a positive return. And his pick value was 520. So if you take the 520 minus 235, we get a return of 285 points. So the Ravens at this point are three for three. And then, Go ahead. You're doing great. Yeah, awesome. Then we get into the interesting territory. So I know the fans were clamoring for a receiver. I don't know if they got the one that they wanted. They did get Devin Duvernay, who obviously Harbaugh was very excited about, at 92. But now Draft Network has him ranked at 128. So because of this, the Ravens actually ended up losing points by the Jimmy Johnson trade chart. They cost 132 for the selection but his cost from that big board was only 44. So, so minus 88 up, on that pick. Yeah, minus 88 on that pick. So that was the first one they quote-unquote missed. Uh, you could argue its you know value is a little you know close, but they still technically missed on that pick. You could argue there were better players on the board. Okay, so so we've got the examples down. We understand how this yep. works. A very technical audience. So if, if you go down... Give us just the plus minus for each of the players the remainder of the way in terms of the net points of value per TDN minus the pick value. Got it. So I'll, I'll round it just to avoid that, that problem. Malik Harrison was positive 157. Tyree Phillips minus 72. Ben Bredesen plus 21. Broderick Washington minus 18. James Proche plus 16, Geno Stone, plus 44. Okay. So a lot of people may know, particularly about the Geno Stone uh, pick, that uh, PFF had him rated as the 53rd best player in the entire draft. So that would have had a value of 370 and a plus of 369 (laughs) based on where he was drafted. Uh, So anyway, uh, there is some variation there, but it doesn't have an overly optimistic value for Stone, which is one of the one things I wanted to make sure of was that they, they, it it wasn't it. it, Now the total plus for the Ravens in terms of value acquired over draft capital spent is what? 1000 plus 1000 plus 1000. Okay. So just to give you an idea, plus 1000 is absolutely fantastic because it means effectively the Ravens through their good drafting, despite their highest pick being the 28th in the entire draft got value equivalent to an additional first round pick at number 16 overall. So that's a thousand points in, in Jimmy Johnson value, a remarkable roll up of value here. Now they didn't win on every single player, According to the Draft Network chart, of course, and this is the whole the whole thing is you have to you have to have a trustworthy source. But I think people would say generally they won on most of their picks, and I think they won on most of their picks against most consensus sources. Would that be fair to say, Ed? It would be yes. Uh, even Daniel Jeremiah actually gave them, I think, an A A plus somewhere in there. Okay, so I'd like I'd love to see this compared to some other boards. Did you do any any others in, besides the Draft Network? I ran a comparison with Mel Kuypers, actually, um, and his rankings were a little bit different. I'm sure that doesn't surprise you. Uh, but the chart itself is oddly similar, 
And the only one he gave the Ravens a miss for was the Broderick Washington pick at minus 15. So that's a very small scale when the Ravens have 1600 in draft capital, roughly to miss by 15 points is, is only it's a, it's a loss of about 1% of total draft capital. So not a huge problem. You'd like to win every pick by 15 points, but to lose one by 15 is not the end of the world. It's not. I will make a note of something. I was very surprised at this. Only one team out of the entire league had a positive return, according to this, of every single pick they had. You want to take a guess at who did it? Somebody with fewer picks would be my guess. So they probably would have had six or seven picks or maybe even only five. I'm going to say Arizona. 100% right. Look at that. I know they had a good draft. I, that was my... Uh, it was my guess. I didn't see what you had already produced on this. So this is you did all 32 teams versus the TDN board, correct? Yes. Okay. So and and so, give us the rankings from first down on, uh, or give us the top five. Let's say in terms of who beat the draft chart by the most, or who beat the TDN consensus board by the most. Uh, so the top teams I have indeed are the Cardinals, the Cowboys, the Lions, Ravens. And Saints. Cardinals, Cowboys, Ravens, Lions, Saints. So the Ravens third in, yes. at, at plus a thousand. Uh, how much were the Cowboys plus? Because they know the big their big thing was they got CD Lamb at number 18. And I don't know where TDN had him, but they easily could have had him in the top eight. Uh, the Cowboys had 978. Um, technically, their only miss was on Ben DiNucci, the quarterback uh, that they drafted, and they lost one point. Uh, so subjectively, uh, you might as well just hand it to them. That's a that's a great draft, and especially since Jerry Jones is handling it himself and not listening to a lot of other people, that's really remarkable. But my Miami, uh, sorry, the, the Dallas pick at number seventeen was a nine fifty cost. What, what where did TDN have Lamb? Do you remember? Seven overall, so it would have they had him valued at fifteen hundred points. So a nice profit on that. Great so pick. Five, it's it's more than half of their total value was in that single pick. It's just kind of like Dobbins represented, and Dobbins was 18th overall. You said Dobbins is exactly the same, 550 plus 550 on that selection. Yep, same worth. Oh. All right. Um, okay, that's 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 very interesting. So the Ravens came out with the third best draft and picking up. It seems surprising to me a little bit that picking up an extra first round pick, 16th overall, only gives you the third best draft. But I think this is a good way to measure it. I wish we'd seen more people doing it like this. The problem is the, the, the board that you have, you have to completely trust for this. So it would make sense to do this against a lot of different boards if you had the time and then and then compare valuation by board to see kind of how you grade it. But I think in, under anybody's system, the Ravens come out pretty good by this. I would agree with that, yes. Right, outstanding idea, Ed. It was, it was great for you to put this together. Oh, I'm sorry, the Mel Kiper board. Did you? How did the? You did the AFC North only for that, right? Uh, yeah, just those teams. Um, so when I found that, again, the Ravens were on top of this. Uh, the Browns were actually right behind them. They had a very similar trend to this. And then underneath would be a combination of the Steelers and Bengals. Even for the Bengals having the number one pick, which I do admit, there's kind of a flaw in this. Because when you have the number one pick by this system, if you even take the best player overall, you, you can't win. Correct. You can only tie. You get a zero return. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I do. If you, but if you, if you factor that out, the 
they were pretty much on the level, so to speak. So they didn't have, you know, an upward trend or anything like that. They would just been kind of static. I, I don't think that's too bad of a problem, especially in a draft like this where Burrow is very obviously the, the best overall pick. It's more of a problem for Washington staying in the number two spot because there's a lot of disagreement whether Chase Young or Tua or other players should have been there. So the draft network might have had it differently. I don't know if they did or not. And, they actually had Chase at number one. Oh, Okay, so they lost right away in Burrow, and Washington picked up 400, I guess. Okay. Yeah, and then, uh, ironically, Okuda, number three, was an even you know, value. So a split there was fine. All right. All right, well, very cool. Um, uh, anything else about it? Do you have the, the, the aggregate values for the Kuiper system and just how, how plus minus for each of the four teams? Uh, I don't think that I actually do offhand, no. Okay, no problem. Uh, anyway, just an interesting way to do it. And I hope somebody, uh, whether it's you or somebody else will automate this across more systems in future years, because I think this is a really good way to look at it. Obviously teams that have more picks have more at bats to beat the system as the Ravens had 10 picks this year, they had more chances to beat the system, but that's, that is the way the thing works. I mean, you, you, you have an aggregate value where you're beating the draft by, and it's nice to, uh, do that. The Ravens certainly did not have the most draft capital. They were 21st in Jimmy Johnson draft capital coming into this draft. 21st also in terms of Rich Hill draft value, which is another draft valuation method. You know, as we were watching this draft, one of the interesting things I saw was that the Ravens in trading down were very happy to take equivalent JJ value from Belichick in trading pick number 60. So they traded 60 for 71 and 98, and they traded 60, and I think 129 to New England, right? Those are the That's two correct. That and the numbers evened out, I think, at 373. 343. Exact, ah, exact okay. even. Exactly even. So I, I thought what was interesting is, you know, watching the draft together, you, we could almost predict what the picks were going to be in advance that were going to be exchanged. So we said, yes. okay, they're moving down, and it, it, they're exact matches. One of the things that tells you when the Ravens are willing to make consistently make even trades like that on JJ Value, there's probably two things it tells you. Number one is – that they, they're not in love with the player who they have next, and they feel they can get him still a little bit later. So they felt like they could get uh, Matabike uh, within a short period of time uh, still. And they, I, you know, for my money, he was a second-round talent that went in the third round. He was, he was solid value. I think TDN agrees with that in terms of, of uh, what's there. They may even say, say better than that. But what was good about it is the Ravens, may or may not have gotten the exact guy they wanted at number 71, but they generally are comfortable taking more picks later because they believe in the flatter valuations behind the scene. They believe that the JJ Tart, Tart chart is probably too peaked. So Belichick probably did well because he got the guy he wanted at number 60. And I forget who that was right now, but, uh, but the Ravens are also happy because they got, they got the extra pick in the third round and, uh, and had to only give up a fifth to make that happen. So I, I think it, I think that uh, the Ravens have traditionally their their trade back methodology of taking even value has generally been very successful. The the, the one exception being the Derwin James trade uh, in 2018. So at pick 60, that was Josh Ushi. Yeah. So that, you know that's a guy I really don't like. I don't know about you, but he's a, he's a very polished, long armed pass rusher uh, who uh, frankly. Because of all he does with his hands already, I think he may be closer to his NFL ceiling. He's a little bit smallish, and uh, we'll see how that works out for New England. Belichick likes a guy 
he's often right. But uh, I, I, I didn't, I wasn't in love with the guy. That's for sure. When I was ranking pass rushers, I don't remember where I had him, but he was definitely outside my top fifty. All right, Ed, appreciate you coming on again. Tell them where where they can find you on Twitter and uh, and anywhere else where they might find your work. Sure. So the Twitter handle is at Vengeance. Uh, what I'll do is I'll put the shareable link to the spreadsheet so you guys can check out the work in just like my bio or my header. And then uh, you can obviously see what charts out there I made for this. I'm actually going to do a different um, tally next year. So basically, as the draft is ongoing, I'll just manually plug in like the names. And then I have the system now to where it just updates the actual cost and the values immediately. So just plug in the name and I'm good. Yeah, that sounds great, Ed. And, and if you retweet um, the promo I do for this, stick the, the, the uh, link there if you would. And we'll be able to make sure people people have a spot to find it. You got it, man. Thanks for coming on again, Ed. Always a pleasure to have you on Film Study Shorts. Looking for other material of the same sort. Please uh, join us for that. And take a look at our overall draft coverage. It's about an hour and uh, 20, hour and 30 out there on uh, the Ravens 10 picks. that done with Alec Pulianis. It's out there, a Ravens recap uh, right now. Talk to you next time on Film Study. Birdland Sports. For fans, by fans. Find more great shows like this at birdlandsports.com. At Lowe's, we're your go-to for great gardening values every day. That's why we've lowered our price on select bagged mulch. Now starting at just $2.88 a bag. Mulch helps prevent weeds and retains moisture. And when you put it down around trees, shrubs, and flower beds, you'll see how beautiful it makes your outdoor space. Just in time to welcome back family and friends. Shop online and pick up in-store. Lowe's, home to the best part of summer. Selection and product availability vary by location. While supplies last, U.S. only. Excludes Alaska and Hawaii. Winning comes in all shapes and sizes. Every day there's an opportunity for a win, just like scratchers from the Virginia Lottery. Every day grab-and-go, every day giftable, every day fun. It's where anticipation meets instant gratification, and they're satisfying to scratch no matter the outcome. Like the new Virginia Lottery Scratcher Colossal Cash. It's loaded with $100 to $500 prizes. Now that's an everyday win. Drive to the nearest Virginia Lottery retail location and pick up a scratcher today. Odds of winning any prize, 1 in 3.21. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.